Nadia Hedda, congratulations on Away. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. The reactions have been phenomenal. Um, and especially when it comes to the storyline, we're not going to give any spoilers for those who haven't seen it. Oh, okay, right. Okay, got the, it. Yeah, the storyline between your your character, Mai, and Vivian um, Wu's Lou, people have gone off, especially for episode three. How does that make you feel? Um, you know, honestly, very blessed and honoured and really surprised. You know, I mean, I really worked hard to just put in the work and then, um, and then when I got so much outpour of love and from everywhere in the world i was shocked i was like wow this really resonates with people you know and i was shocked you know um and i was really happy as well i was very moved i mean i've gotten some very touching messages from people that i don't even know uh that has really touched me and made me cry I, there's a couple of videos that are created in china oh, of wow. us yeah and it's a recut um I can, I can send it over to you if you'd like to see it. I'd and love to see it. It's, I mean, it's just recut of all of the scenes of us um, with added music of their own. And oh my gosh, I literally watched it and I cried. I was like, it's a movie of its own. But I'm really grateful. I, I, I mean, you know, Vivian's like a legend. She's just so incredible. She's a strong actress, obviously, you know, and this, this team is so positive and strongly. I have to say, Wei has been the most positive set and strong elevated set that I've ever been on in my in my entire life like it, it wasn't I probably wouldn't even say anything but it really is you know um Hilary Swank is very like her mind is super open in the sense of that she truly supports diversity and strength of women you know of all kinds right and that's very rare I have to say like you know, it's hard in this world, like, not everyone accepts everyone as they are, right? You yeah. know, there's always like, you got to compromise, you got to be accepted. And so as an actor, um, I know I've gone through, you know, my roller coaster rides and, and storms and, and, and all of those stories. But when I got accepted into this show, I mean, Honestly, it was just like, I was very grateful. Well, I love, and you know, you're not just talking it. You, you actually, um, you do believe it. And you posted on Instagram. I loved you posted a photo and you posted a message thanking the writers and the producers for your character. And you said, thank you. Like you, you said a lot, but at the last <laughs> line, but the last line really um, got to me because it said, thank you for letting me be seen. Yeah. Um, Thank you so much for seeing that, actually. Uh, I really meant what I said because, God, it makes me really emotional. <laughs> but um, first of all, how do I say this? You know, I, I, it's like I don't fit in either any worlds sometimes because I'm so different. You know, we're all a little bit weird, right? And I, I really don't fit in any boxes in the world of entertainment. And I know that. And so, you know, living in China, I've, I've been pigeonholed in certain kinds of roles and, and I haven't really been seen for my inside. And so it's always like this boxing um, and the same here. And it's just sort of like hitting the walls and, you know, and it's been a struggle. And so for them to see me 
allow me to speak Chinese in this role as well, as well as speaking English, not just that, but to be able to play this character and to see me even before, maybe even I, I could see myself and some of the people around me could even see me. Do you know what I mean? And that really means a lot to me. I mean, I'm so grateful because I think they gave me a chance. I mean, this is my first American, North American TV series or online series. And it's a big one. It's not even a tiny one. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. And I didn't realize it, you know, when I booked in, I got flown over from Beijing and I landed in Vancouver. And so I how did that, can we go back a step? How did that happen then? Like, how did you even find out that this role was going? You were obviously working in Beijing. Is that right? Yeah. So I was working in, in Asia, you know, as I have for many years and, you know, I'm a bilingual, I'm a bilingual a host for a lot of like red carpets and things and I'm an actor there um, and I do um, for for many years I've been coming back to North America to like work on my craft because performance is like not just language it's it's even if you speak the language perfectly the performance in both cultures there's a difference do you know what I mean and so um, I wanted to learn the North American like you know styles and like I wanted to understand like the performance the cultural performance of it all and everything and you know just the nuances and also understanding scripts I was just like studying I was really into it anyway um and I just been going back and forth so I've been doing a lot of auditions and there's been a lot of like you know almost maybes holds and all these things and all of that right so I auditioned for this role and when I was in Beijing a self-tape um, and at that time I was actually moving apartments and when I got the call that like, I have to also say, I'm, I'm very grateful to Corinne Clark. She is uh, a casting director here in Vancouver and she's always believed in me, her and Jennifer Page and just really, truly believing in me. Um, and so they said that, you know, we'd like you to, you know, do one with like a, you know, a Chinese accent Mandarin, cause I had to audition in both languages. So I did. And then anyway, then I got, I get the call that I booked it and they're like, you know, came over here right away, literally within where, 20 hours. Where were you and how do you react? Like, are you all professional on the phone or are you jumping <laughs> up and down on the phone? Yeah. <laughs> I am not professional at all. I have to say to be like in all transparency, I had just finished a cleanse. And I didn't drink alcohol. So I do these cleanses, you know, every year or whatever. And I didn't drink any alcohol. It was like super clean and blah, 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 detoxing. And I hung out with a girlfriend of mine and I was like not touching alcohol at all. And kind of like getting back into my life and my rhythm and my mindset. And my girlfriend was depressed. So she was like, let's, um, she's like, you know, I, you know, she's like drinking and like depressed. So I was like, mm, I think I should break it. Kind of, you know, be there for her. And because I was in a cleanse, and I drank that one little thing of alcohol, I was wasted. <laughs> I was like, wasted. And like, I was, oh my God, I was like, oh shoot, you know, I haven't touched alcohol in a while and I'm on this cleanse and this is a really, I mean, I'm breaking this, this is terrible. So I, I had already finished the audition. Like I was, and obviously drinking with her like in the evening or whatever. We chatted until like 3 a.m. I went home. And I was, she had to put me in the car because I was like, <laughs> 6 a.m. Beijing time, which was like more of a, more of a normalized time in North America. I get the call, but I didn't pick it up because I'm just like snoring, you know, it's kind of 
glamorous. But anyway. <laughs> I love this story. <laughs> and then um, my partner actually called, got the call and was like, Nadia, wake up, wake up. And then I was not very professional because I, I woke up and I was just like, <laughs> Like literally, I had to put myself in a bath wake up and I had to pack within like 48 hours. Wow. And yeah. And I was still in boxes cause I just moved. Right. So there was like a lot of moving parts. And so I was just like, I don't know where I'm doing. And I didn't know how long I was going to go away for. And so I was just like throwing random clothes inside, mostly yoga clothes. So <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, I don't know what to bring. Oh, workout clothes, you know? And, and, and I literally just like, I was so out of it. And when I landed, it was within two days jet lagged yeah jet lagged completely out of it i didn't know what i was doing and and honestly i was like oh my god Nadia, get your brain straight like really literally stop you know <laughs> so then like you're feeling all of this right and when does the reality hit? Because I know you know what's happening, but there is a moment where you still feel like you're floating on air. You're just going through the motions. And then Nadia. you go, shit, Nadia, this is happening. Like, how do you feel the night before the big day? <laughs> so literally when we, we arrived, um, I had to go do hair and I had to like do fitting and all these things. But um, I didn't, it didn't really hit me, you know, because it was just like the pacing was too fast. And then I had to go right on set wake up really early, you know, I was like working with everybody. There was a lot of people. So it didn't hit me yet. It didn't hit me. I was like, oh, I need to go through my script. Like, like I really, I need to read the rest of the script. I need to like get into this and blah, blah, blah. And I think it didn't really hit me until like, I rapped, to be honest. Are you serious? <laughs> so you just went through the motions. Yeah. Yeah. Like I didn't really, it didn't hit me, hit me because I was just like, I got to get into this work. I got to get into this work. Oh my gosh. I mean, I got to step up. Like these people are just, they're giants, you know? I mean, I don't want to be embarrassing, you know? Like I was just like, I got to do the work. You know, <laughs> don't regret hiring me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I wanted to do it justice, this character, right? So I went really deep into my work and I, I didn't really think about all that stuff. It didn't really hit me. And until after I rapped and I had some time and then I was like, all of a sudden, I was like, oh my God. I was like, I, I just, I was like, this is crazy. What's happening right now? You know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, I, I, was like, I, I worked on this incredible show with these incredible people. This is a dream come true with a great story. Like you don't get that every day. You really, you don't get to work on really great stories and amazing characters that has a great arc. Like that's, not an everyday thing, unfortunately, right? So yeah. I was oh my gosh, I'm so lucky. I'm so, I was like, I'm so blessed. <laughs> so I, you know, I, I went through the whole like crying thing, you know, I'm such a crybaby, but like I cried it out and I was like, I'm so thankful. I thank the universe. I secretly thank like everybody on the team in my own mind. Yeah. You know, um, and I'm still really grateful. Truly, I'm very, very grateful for this, for them to have believed in me and have given me this opportunity. And then you sit down. So like you've gone through the motions, you, you've stopped and you've gone, oh my God, it did happen to me. But then there's probably a part of you that thinks, did it really happen to me? And then you sit down 
and you get the, I think it's 10 episodes and you start to watch it and you don't appear straight away. But when you first appear on screen, is that when you went, oh my God, and were you able to enjoy it? Or was it still a freak out moment of everybody? That's, that's me. That's me. <laughs> you, wow, you are so empathetic. Like, how did you know I'm going through all this stuff? I don't even <laughs> know. How did you know? But I, um, so when it was coming out, I was really scared because I didn't get to see it. I didn't know what it looked like. I got amazing compliments from people who did watch it, you know, when I did the ADR and stuff. So, but I was scared. Like, I was like, I don't know. Maybe they're just being nice. I was like, uh, so, you know, somebody formed a Netflix viewing party with my very, very, very solid, close, safe circle friends who <laughs> loved me, even if, you know, like they were holding me. So I was like, okay, let's do this. And I was just like biting my nails doing this like Netflix viewing party, but because I've been alone this entire pandemic. Um, so we had to do it like overseas and I was like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. I, I wish somebody can come and hold my hand. Um, yeah, like I was like, because if I want to cry, I want someone to hug me because, you know, but the first time I saw myself on the screen, I was like, I was like this, you know, like, I was like, you know, you know, there's so many critics, like I'm very self-critical. Yeah. I'm very self-critical, like my face, my hair, oh my God, what was I doing in that moment? You know, there's just like a lot of those things going in my, in my mind, but I actually released it finally because I had that support. And I was like, wow, you know, it's, it's actually, it's actually better than I thought in my head. It's, I was like, it's not so bad. It's not so bad. <laughs> so when you look back at this time, I know it's going to be hard to pick one, but is there a favorite memory that you can go, oh my God, that's it? Of um, shooting away? Yeah, or, let's do shooting because the whole thing, I think it's too much to pick just the one memory. There's so many, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, I wow. loved, I, let me tell you the fun scene I love, because there's a lot of um, deep stuff going on in a way and emotional stuff, but I love that there's fun stuff thrown in as well. Me and too, for yeah. me, I love the karaoke scene between you and Lou. That's a really beautiful moment. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, that's a really great moment because Rocket Man is very difficult to sing. Okay, so when Andrew Hinderaker was, I was like, it's really hard to sing this song. Like, I mean, like these, these, they don't make sense. He's like, he's like, ha, 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 that's why. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, you did it on purpose. But I really like the scene where I was sleeping because <laughs> it was the hardest, hardest acting. Is that not, can I ask about that for a sec? Because I often wonder, you know, when you see actors um, playing uh, uh, that they're either asleep or they're in a coma and everyone thinks, how lucky are they? Because they don't have to do anything. <laughs> but I know that when I, now I'm not an actor, but when I try to pretend I'm asleep, I have serious FOMO and I want to see what's going on and your eyes do all these funny things. So how hard is it to pretend that you're actually sleeping when you can actually hear everything going on around you? Um, you know, actually for me, it wasn't so hard cause I, I, I love sleeping, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I get what you mean, you know, cause you're, you, yes, you do have FOMO, you do have FOMO cause you're like, what else, what else? But the, the reason I think that was my funnest scene was because, um, they were like, the team was like, what's your sleeping position? Right. They asked me that. And I was like, starfish. 
<laughs> Andrew Henrik was like, no. <laughs> so what did you have to learn instead? I had to do, you know, that one, which is a little bit, you know, more theatrical and cinematic and stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, I can't <laughs> really. It was the same as the karaoke scene. Like I would have been jumping up and down and like rocking it, you know, but no like subdued yeah. which was great you know I mean that was fun that was really fun because I was like oh okay well can we have can we have a karaoke rap party then no okay <laughs> um there's so many moments it's so hard I can't even there's so many moments and that's okay that that's actually a good thing it means that you were on the right project um at the right time yes yes I was on the right project I mean honestly this is an amazing project Yes, it's everyone's energy is so good. Yeah, can you believe it? That's oh, rare. Yeah, and I love, um, I love that as you said at the beginning, and I spoke to Hilary Swank about this as well. There's diversity, but not tokenistic diversity. It's not oh diversity for diversity's sake. I feel like I'm just looking at the world we live in. I love it. Yes, that's exactly. You know, this is one of the things. As a viewer of shows and movies, I'm like. You just put that in just for diversity state. It's like yeah. say that's not even accurate. You're just playing a stereotype. Yeah. Really, it actually really makes me mad because I don't feel represented in a way. It's like that's not real. That's not how we all behave. Like, don't, please, we're humans. Like, yeah. And actually, that, that's so true because in their tokenism, where they're going, we're being diverse, they're being the least diverse possible because it's what you said. It's not how we as humans behave. Yes. And one of the things I have to say, and I know this is a little controversial, um, but I know that a lot of North American television, they have this tokenism of like, I'll just speak for Asians because, you know, I can't speak for everyone, yeah. but the, this tokenism of Asians in North American projects, they're whitewashed, you know? And so these characters are actually white characters, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and there's either that, it's an extremity. They're either white characters played by Asian people or they are the tokenism, like that yeah. super stereotype. And it seems like there is no gray area in between. But it, it's it's not like Asia is a homogenous like society where everybody is just one or that, you know? And so that's what that's what was so brilliant about this project. And that's why I feel truly blessed to have given this chance is they didn't do that. And I'm shocked, and on so many levels, right? So the diversity of our character, which I mean, obviously I can't divulge, right? And that was not a stereotype as well. It could have been. Yeah. It could have been. There are so many ways to make it, but it wasn't. It was literally two human beings and their story. Yeah. And it did not matter. It didn't matter that they're Asian or whatever. It was just like, these are their stories. This is their human story. And so... I love that. I love that they had that mind, right? The creators of the show, they're not Chinese. They, they, you know, I don't know if they've lived there or whatever, but they had the mind, the extraordinary mind to see beyond and to have created that so that, that all borders were broken. Yeah. And that's so incredible. And I mean, that is so rare. And I really hope, honestly, that more shows, more movies can actually follow these footsteps you're right about it's just human beings it's not like oh look we have yeah. diversity but i think that happens as well when you have more people 
from diverse backgrounds, both in front and behind the scenes, because people's stories can't be told if it's the same person trying to tell everybody's story. You're so intelligent. It's amazing. I, that's never, no one's ever said that about me. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> well, I just fell down. <laughs> See, that's usually the reaction people have when that word goes in hand in hand with my name. <laughs> You're so funny. Can I? There's um, there's a line that um, May actually says to Wu, uh, to Wu, to Lou, and I, <laughs> I, I, I love it. She says, "To learn a new language, you have to be fearless, vulnerable, let go, and not worrying about looking like a fool." And I think that applies to everything in life, but especially yes. in this industry. And you yes. who had a sex, uh, successful VJ career in Asia. And you said, no, I, I really want to do acting as well. I want to pursue this dream. But how did you back yourself? How did you not worry about the people going, doesn't she have enough? Can she not, you know, leave that alone? And why is she even going to try this? She's going to fail because that's what people say. How did you block that out of your head and go, no, you watch me? Well, that's really hard, you know. Um, I actually was trained in theater and I did theater first. So I went to Tisch. Um, I'm a Tisch alumni and I did theater and I was like into independent films in New York for a while. And that was actually my first dream. And television only came to me. My first television show was E for Kids, and that came to me through voiceover. So I was doing voiceover as like my bread and butter. And so like these sh like hosting came to me as, you know, the plan of the universe. It was never my plan to do, I hosted a lot of shows and that's literally was like a gift, but it wasn't ever my dream, right? It was somebody else's dream. Yeah. And so I did it because it's the bread and butter and you gotta do, you gotta do what you, you know, you yeah. gotta go over the universe but you know I have to say that that actually led me to become bilingual because I didn't grow up speaking fluent Mandarin in this way really? I learned in my job yeah yeah wow. I know it, it's crazy so that's what you said you have to learn a language fearlessly it's true yeah. you can learn anything that you want right so I had a very diverse background when I grew up as well um, you know, my, I mean, I learned Arabic, like I was fluent in Arabic and, and then, you know, I had some Chinese, but then my dad doesn't speak Chinese. So then I had to learn English. So then like, you know, so it was like kind of like confusing and, you know, then Canada, the second language is French. So there's like all these, like, ah, I don't know. So, um, you know, so I never really got to truly learn Chinese and the writing and the reading and like the extended vocabulary. My vocabulary was very, very kindergarten level. Yeah. Um, and it was through these hosting jobs when they, that, that these people just kept giving me these chances, even though I said, Hey, I don't know if I can read the script that I had to learn Chinese on these shows. And that's how I learned my Mandarin was through this, these opportunities. I would have never learned it if you gave me classes, it just wouldn't happen. But, but then look at, this is the thing, like, you know, when people say, um, like here at the moment, uh, the, um, uh, uh, high schools so last year of high school we call it leaving cert here they got their results uh, just this week and a lot of people go you know okay so you need to make your decision and whatever you choose well that's what you need to do but what people don't understand is if your dream is over here every single job you have along the way leads you to this dream over here so if you didn't get your mandarin up to scratch you wouldn't have booked away so exactly. all those jobs along the way help you get to where you want to get to 
Exactly. It is so true. And, yeah. and if I hadn't lived in Beijing, you know, and gone through all that and soak up the culture, you know, through my cells, right. You know, I wouldn't have been able to understand that culturally in a performance. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it all kind of like was like, Oh, this all was written without me writing it. it, it that wouldn't have happened if I just stayed in Vancouver only. Right. And I never left. So, it, you know, things happen for a reason. And as for, to answer your question, you said that, you know, people didn't believe in me. I did have a lot of naysayers. It's true. A lot of people were like, you should just be a host. You know, you're obviously like great bilingual, just do that. You know, you're fun. And I'm just like, no, this is my life. I'm not living it so that you're happy. Like I'm living it because I'm happy, you know? Yeah. And, and in order to erase all these negative things, I do a lot of journaling. Um, a lot of like gratitude. So a lot of whenever someone's, you know, sending me negative vibes, which happens a lot, you know, cause this is life. Right. And, um, even the slightest, I can actually feel it because I'm super, super sensitive. So I'll just like write it out and I'll be like, first I'll go through my motions of like, you know, the feeling of it and like it hurt my heart or whatever, but then I'll do the gratitude. Thank you so much for doing this because this has given me the fuel and ammunition, ammunition to fight for my dream and to deserve it. You know, like all these kind of ways I meditate, you know, I go for walks with nature. I'm actually really um, introverted, to be honest. Like you probably can't tell, but I am. <laughs> a lot of people, it's funny, a lot of people in this industry are though. This is the way you get to express yourself, you know. Um, it's a, yeah, because you put everyone in social situations. It's really funny. Eat. most people in this industry are the ones standing in the corner going, please don't talk to me. Yes, totally. I know. And it doesn't, it's not that obvious to people because people think, well, you know, you love to perform. So obviously yeah. you're an extrovert. It's actually not true in my personal life. 95% of my time, I prefer to spend it with my plants and alone, you know, you know, just by myself and thinking. So like, I need that because it's the only way for me to neutralize the naysayers, the yeah. negativity. The, the downing, you know, and then to also have a very strong support group. Like the friends that I have, I don't need a lot. I just have those, like those ones that I know are true. And they are the ones who have always believed in whatever it is that I believe in, you know. They're the ones that believe when you don't. They're the ones that go to you. Nadia, yes, you can do this. No, I can't. I can't. Just go do it because you can. Like they're your tribe and they're the ones that doesn't matter where they are in the world. They're the ones virtually holding your hand while you're watching away there on your own in the room. That is so true. You, you know, you understand. They are the ones. Yeah. I, you know, I have to say, like, I was really um, traumatized in the film industry before away. And a part of me didn't want to continue. I was thinking about giving up. And I know this is very controversial and I don't even know if I should be saying this, but I'm just being really honest with you. And um, I told a lot of my close tribe people that that was what I decided. And so when I did book away, I was shocked and, you know, we did it and did the work and whatever. Um, and it was because I let some people's opinions take a hold and take power into my, into my psyche. And I allowed that voice to go stronger and stronger you know, and, um, and I listened to it and it, especially with my own, you know, my own, you know, fears and like, you know, whatever. And you're just like, oh yeah, okay. That's, that's, that makes a lot of sense. 
So um, I'm really glad that you get it. You know, I get, I'm so glad that you really understand. You're so empathetic. <laughs> I, well, I'm glad that you're learning how to, because we don't do it completely, but you're learning how to shut those voices down and yeah. to live the life that you see yourself living. How does that feel? It feels really good. I feel like it doesn't, who cares what they, people, I mean, it's your life in the end. Yeah. You're the one living with yourself 24 hours a day. You're the one looking in the mirror. You're the one laying in bed with your mind. If you didn't do what you wanted to do, you regret it. Nobody regrets it. You're the one that has to pay the consequence. And that is, the, this is the, it's you, it's all here. So, and that's what I learned. I was like, I've only got this much time in my life. Who knows when it's going to end? You don't know, mm -hmm. right? Really life is precious. It's a gift. You don't know at all. Like, and you're just looking at this pandemic. It's like, wow, life really is a gift. Like you got to do what you want to do. So in this time, what do you want to do with that time? Listen to these people to tell you how to live that time because nobody really knows your life. No, nobody knows your life and nobody knows any better. And, and it doesn't matter if it's your mom, your dad, nobody knows it, knows it better because nobody can tell the future. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, people do claim that they can. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes we want to believe them because it sounds really, really good. That's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I know I can't tell the future, but from what I've seen on away and from this chat, I know that you are going places and I'm so glad that you are. And I'm really hoping that there's going to be a season two of away. Do you know anything? You know, honestly, I was going to ask you the same. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm hoping because like when it ended, I just went, no, 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 I'm, I'm ready for episode 11. Where is it? And it's not there yet. Oh, yeah. Like I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, like what, what's, what, what is it going to get renewed? I mean, I didn't know. I had like a lot of pitches. I was like, so we can come back. I can come back like this. And <laughs> I didn't like this. I had a lot of ideas and they're like, no, no to your pitches. <laughs> So you don't know anything yet, but fingers crossed there will be a season two. So I have no idea about season two at all. I okay. mean, I don't know if there's going to be a season two. I hope there is. I feel like the chances are high because we've been like number one so many days and like, you know, people love the show. I mean, I don't see the reason for it not to be, right? No. And you're definitely at the heart of one storyline in particular. So they have to bring you back. No, I, I mean, who knows, right? I was yeah. like, please, don't forgive <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know what? Don't worry about stuff like that for now. Yes. Just enjoy, enjoy this. Enjoy this moment that you've created for yourself. And um, hopefully we'll be chatting again soon because Nadia, it has been such a pleasure to chat to you. You're so sweet. It's been a pleasure for me.